Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fella. I'm Silver. A small group of townspeople stood in front of a cabin in the hills, not far from the town of Mineville, Arizona. They listened expectantly as an auctioneer spoke to them from the small porch. Now, folks, you all knew old Sam Benson. The prospector who owned this cabin. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Sam passed away without any kinfolks. He owed some bills around town, and we've been authorized to auction off his cabin and belongings to pay those debts. Now, I'm going to start with his belongings. Now, here's Sam's rifle. Good one, too. A single shot sharps. You all had a chance to examine it, so I don't have to describe it further. Now, uh, how much am I bid for this fine rifle? I bid five dollars. I have the first bid, five dollars. Only five dollars for this fine rifle. That's worth ten times that much. Who bids ten? Come on, folks, make it ten. Do I hear ten? 
$10. And the fellow back there bids $10. Now, don't be bashful, man. Speak up. $10 is bid. Do I have $15? I have $10. And so the auction started and continued through the morning as one article after another was bid upon and passed into new hands. Two miles away, two men rode the trail toward the cabin. We'll soon get to Benson's place, Jake. When we get what we came for, we'll be on Easy Street. Now listen, Slick. You got me to come here with you by telling me there'd be plenty in it for me. But you didn't say what we're after. Well, I didn't want to tell you till we were almost there, for fear you'd say something without meaning to in one of the towns we passed through. Well, you can tell me now. <laughs> yeah. Well, just before I met you in Tucson, I stopped at a prospector's cabin to get some supplies and see if he had any gold I could grab. I had a gun him when he made a quick draw. Well, he was done for. I grabbed his wallet before I left. Well? I found a letter in it. Hey, wait, I'll show you. Oh, 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 boy. Yeah, here. Here it is, here. Uh-huh. Read it. Now, listen. Dear Clem, when you made up your mind to go off on your own and I couldn't talk you into staying as my partner, I told you if I struck anything, I'd still want you to share it with me. Ah, sounds interesting. Go on. It says, I didn't make a strike here... But a professor from the East, he studied rocks and such, stayed with me a while. He used to go off into the hills by himself and be gone sometimes for a couple of days. Well, he got the fever, bad. And knowing he was nearing the end, he told me he discovered the lost gold mine of Buena Vista. Said he'd made a map and put it where he kept other papers. In one of five books he had here, written by a fella named Dickens, said I was to have the map. He died. Clem, I figure the map is safe where it is till you get here. Then we'll find that gold mine together. Your old partner, Sam Benson. Holy smoke, Slick. I've heard stories about that lost mine. Yeah, and we're going to get that map and claim the mine. But they told us in town Sam Benson's dead. Died a week ago. Yeah, but the storekeeper told me Benson had no kin. And his stuff was to be auctioned off this afternoon. Now, we'll buy those books and get the map. Let's go. Get up there. Here, come on. Here. In a grove on the edge of town, the Lone Ranger waited for his Indian friend Tonto to return from the store where he had gone to make inquiries. Soon he heard fast hoofbeats approaching. Tonto must have learned something. Yes. Me find out from storekeeper, fellow who have sandy hair and stand plenty tall, ask questions about prospector named Benson. And him ride way with stocky man who have black hair. Those men must be Slick Weaver and his partner. Them ride to Benson place, storekeeper say. Benson die a week ago. Them sell everything him own. Them have auction today. You found out how to get to Benson's place? Uh, me no way. Good. We ride out there after Weaver and his pal and try to stop them from getting that map. All right, let's go. Easy, steady, big fella. At the Benson cabin, the auction was about over. 
The auctioneer was saying... That's about all, folks. No, no, wait a minute. Here's some books. What am I bid for these five nice thick books by a fellow named uh, Charles Dickens? Well, make me an offer. One of you must be able to read. <laughs> I'll bid 50 cents if you'll throw in that old 10-gallon hat with him. <laughs> Sold to Jet Jackson for 50 cents. <laughs> I can use that hat. Mine's kind of beat up. Here's the money. Yep. And here's the hat. And don't forget your books, Jed. Reckon it'll take you a lifetime to read them through. You <laughs> can read some. <laughs> anyway, I figure books are sort of friendly to have around. <laughs> well, here they are. And here's the hat. Yeah. You better try it on. Granny, <laughs> <laughs> just a mite too big. Uh, some folded paper in the hat band will take care of that. Yeah, that's all. I'll just use one of the papers that's sticking out of those books. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one will do. I'll fold it into a strip. Uh, this will do it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it fit better. <laughs> now I'll take my books and get along back to my cabin. <laughs> See you again sometime. Yeah, goodbye, Jeff. Goodbye. <laughs> a short time later, as the auctioneer was about to climb onto his buckboard, Slick and Jake arrived. Oh, 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 oh. Well, the auction's over, man. I'm just leaving. Everything's been sold. Yeah, but we were told the auction was this afternoon. Nope, this morning. Well, uh, I... I'm interested in books. I was told Benson had a few that some professor left. I, I wanted to buy them. Oh, yes, yes. Well, too bad you weren't here earlier. Hmm? Those books sold for 50 cents to Jed Jackson. Well, uh, do you think he'd sell them to them? Well, I don't see why not if you offered him more than they paid for them. Where does Jackson live? He has a cabin on the South Trail, three miles from town. You can't miss it. Thanks. Let's go, Jake. Right. Get up there. Come on. Get up. Jed Jackson, thin, stoop-shouldered, but wiry, was an old-timer among the prospectors of the Far West. Like so many others, Jed had found little, but never gave up hope of making a strike. He arrived at his cabin and placed the five Dickens books on a shelf near his bunk. A short time later, he had callers. Uh, a couple of robberies. wonder what they want. Yeah, all right, I'm coming. Howdy, gents. Come in. Thanks. Come on, Jake. Yeah. Well, what can I do for you? You Jed Jackson? Yep. Don't recollect meeting you fellas before. No, you haven't. I'm Slick, and this is Jake. I heard you bought some books at the auction. Thought you might want to sell them. Can't say that I do, stranger. Always wanted to have a few books around to dress up the place, you might say. I'll give you five dollars for them. Five dollars? Well, uh... Who told you I bought them? Well, the auctioneer. Then he must have told you what I paid for them. I don't savvy why you want to up the price so much. Well, just want them, that's all. Uh, you rode two miles to town, then three miles out here, and offer $5 for something I got for 50 cents. <laughs> nope, if they're worth that trouble and cash to you, mister, reckon they're worth keeping. Don't waste time with him, Slick. I see the books over there. Got a lot of paper sticking out of them, too. Now, listen, forget the books. Like I then said... Then you I... won't sell, huh? Nope, I'm stubborn that way, mister. Well, then we'll take them. Reach. Hold on, you're this not... This will keep you quiet. Oh! Yeah. 
Now we can look through the books for the map, Slick. Oh, each of those books is chock full of papers, Jake. It'd take too long looking for it now. Somebody might come along. We'll put the books in our saddlebags and look through them for the map later. Let's get them and get away from here. Come on. An hour later, Jed came to. Oh. He opened his eyes and saw two men bending over him. Uh, what happened? Oh, oh my head. A, a mash bat. An Indian. Easy, mister, easy. We're here to help you. We'll not hurt you. But, but that man. We'll got... talk about that later. We uh, trailed two men here. They must have knocked you out. Yeah. Fellow named Slick and one named Jake. An outlaw named Slick Weaver killed a prospector over near Tucson. We learned he met another man, and the two of them left Tucson together. We trailed them this far. Slick is tall and sandy-haired. The other man's stocky and black-haired. Those are the two hombres, mister. They stole my books. The five books by Dickens? Uh-huh. How did you know? We found the prospector near Tucson, and he lived long enough to tell us about a letter Slick took from his wallet. Briefly, the Lone Ranger told Jed the contents of the letter. Then he said... The map showing the location of the lost gold mine of Buena Vista is in one of those Dickens' books. Jumping catfish. That's why they wanted him. Oh, to think I had a fortune right in my hands and didn't know it. Well, uh, Sam Benson has no heirs, so you really own that mine, uh, mister. I'm Jed Jackson, mister. Who are you? Uh, maybe you here, a uh, Lone Ranger. D the Lone Ranger? Huh. You? That's right. Man alive, I sure have heard about you. Oh, doggone it, why didn't I have a chance to get my hands on that map before those crooks got here? If you had, Jed, they might have killed you to get it. We'll continue to trail them and try to get the map for you. Uh, listen, mister, yes? let me ride with you. I, I feel all right now, and I'd heap rather be helping you than to be waiting here. All right, Jed. Here, let me help you up. Yeah. Oh, might shaky for a minute, but I'll be all right. I'll get my hat, then we ride after those thieving polecats and get that map. And if you do, you'll have your share, both of you. The map and the mine are yours, Jed. Our only interest is to turn those two men over to the law. But we must catch them before they locate the mine and register a claim. Now, get your hat and let's go. Uh, right. Yeah. Got my hat on, mister. I'm ready. Good. Come on. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue. The Lone Ranger and Tonto, who were trailing Slick and Jake, told Jed Jackson about the map hidden in one of the Dickens books. Jed, realizing a fortune had slipped through his hands, requested that he be allowed to go with the masked man and Indian to trail the two crooks. Meanwhile, Slick and Jake headed southwest, carrying the books in their saddlebags. Where are we heading, Slick? Don't you think we ought to stop and search through the books for that map? Ah, we know the map isn't one of them, Jake. I'm heading for a certain shack on a riverbank that I've used as a hideout before. When we get there, we'll be able to take our time to find the map. You sure nobody else knows about it? Listen, if someone else did know, that old sourdough wouldn't have got those books for 50 cents at the auction. Yeah, I reckon you're right. <laughs> Wait till that fella Jackson finds out if he ever does. He'll be fit to be tied. <laughs> and after we find the map, what's our next move? Register our claim to the mine. Then it's all ours. How much further is that shack? About 10 minutes ride, that's all. We have nothing to worry about now, Jake. What about the prospect you killed? You sure you didn't leave any clues behind? Oh, I was careful. Don't worry. I even covered my tracks after I left his place. Anyway, it may have been days before he was found. Yeah, let's get a move on. I want to find that man. All right. Get up there. Come get on. him. The two crooks had taken time to cover their tracks after leaving Jed Jackson's cabin. As he rode with the Lone Ranger and Tonto, Jed was amazed by their ability to find the trail, in spite of the various methods Slick and Jake had used to cover it. Mister, I thought I was pretty good at trailing, but I'd have lost their tracks long ago. You and Tonto sure wonders. Thanks, Jed. We've had plenty of experience. Isn't that right? Them lose time by covering tracks. But we noticed them always getting closer to river. They must be heading for a hideout someplace. They must be smart enough to have figured out that the lost mine is somewhere in the foothills near Benson's place. They won't go too far away. That's right. Maybe we... Look! Apache's coming over rise ahead. Take cover in the woods quickly. Come on, Silver! Get up there! Get up! Hold it! Easy, Shelby! Three men hurriedly took cover and opened fire as a small group of Apaches came over a rise ahead. For a few moments, the Indians fought them. Then they turned and fled after two of them had been wounded. Oh, man alive, good thing I didn't try to trail those two crooks alone. Must have been a hunting party. I think it's safe enough now to go on easy. Easy, fella. Easy, fella. Come on, sir. Get up there. The Lone Ranger and his two companions continued to trail Spike and Jake. And a short time later, as they rode along a stretch of scrub desert land, Tonto drew attention to a strange haze over the sun. Look at sun. It seemed plenty strange. Yes. I don't like the looks of it. And look to southwest, Kimosabe. Storm come. Dark wall-like cloud reaching to the ground. Tonto, we're in for a sandstorm. Uh oh There's a strong wind behind that. We'll dismount. Hurry. Oh, Easy. Oh, oh. Oh. The ominous black wall moved closer, and the whine of the wind grew stronger as the three men turned their horses' backs toward the oncoming storm and covered the animals' eyes and nostrils. Easy, Silver. Easy, big fella. You're all right. Then, grasping the trailing reins, the masked man and his friends covered their faces with their bandanas and crouched in the sand. Then the storm struck with full fury.
For 15 or 20 minutes, the terrifying sandstorm raged about them. Finally, it subsided as quickly as it had come. Well, the storm's passed. We'll look over the horses. <coughs> Them seem all right. Not hurt by storm. Silver's fine, aren't you, big fella? There you are. By golly, storms like that scare the daylights out of me. And now the trail of those crooks is gone for good. I reckon we've had all this trouble for nothing. Maybe, but we'll not give up, Jed. If I thought we were going to run in any more patches of sandstorms, I'd give up in spite of losing a fortune. Jed, we're trailing a murderer. He must be caught. Ah, train lost now, but we know them head for river. That's right. We'll ride to the river and search for a possible hideout. All right, let's go. Come on, sir. Just before the storm struck, Slick and Jake had reached the shack, which stood on the edge of a bluff overlooking the river. They sat at a table near a window on the cliff side of the shack and watched the storm pass. Then opened the window and started searching through the books for the map. Well, nothing in this one called Oliver Twist. Yeah, I've looked through this one, David Copperfield. No map here. Here, you take this one. Tale of Two Cities. All right. I'll look through the one called Pickwick Papers. Carefully, the two men looked through the books, scanning the pages and looking over the loose notes which had been filed in the books. Finally, Slick spoke impatiently. Oh, doggone it. I never saw so many loose papers that don't mean anything. Well, maybe the map is not a loose sheet of paper, Slick. You might have drawn it on back of one of the pictures or some other place in the book. Well, look through that one carefully. By Jiminy, if that map's here, we'll find it. Imagine anyone trying to read all that printing. That fellow Dickens must have had a lot of time on his hands to sit down and put all those words together. Well, I reckon some folks are loco enough to buy what he wrote. Yeah, doggone it. We're wasting a lot of time going through these books, Slick. Well, it won't be wasted if we find that map, Jake. We'll be on Easy Street the rest of our lives. Oh, why didn't he keep the map in his wallet like somebody with sense? Yeah, I've been through this book three times now. I'm sure it isn't in here loose, and it isn't drawn on any of the pages either. There's only one more book to look through. Well, there's nothing in any of these for. Throw them through the open window into the river. Yeah. Yeah. I sure hope the map is in that last book. Getting rid of those, let's search the last one. Right. Ah, this one's named Great Expectations. <laughs> that fella Dickens sure did a lot of writing. Yeah. And the fellow who used to own the book sure saved a lot of loose papers. Uh, the map's bound to be in that one slick, so look carefully. Meantime, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had reached the river, accompanied by Jed Jackson. A short distance to the south, the river ran into a canyon, so they headed north and rode the river trail in search of the crooks. Finally, the trail led to a wooded bluff bordering the river. Suddenly, Tonto spoke. Look, Kimasabi, there's Shack on the edge of bluff. We see two horses ground hitched behind Shack. That may be the hideout. We'll dismount among the trees and approach on foot. I'll go to the door. You and Tonto approach the windows on the land side of the shack. We'll try to take them by surprise. All right, let's go.
Inside the shack, Slick and Jake were still carefully going through the last book, looking for the map. Doggone it, we're halfway through and no sign of it. It must be in this book, though. It better be after all the trouble we went to. Maybe drawn on one of the pages instead of on a loose sheet of paper. You sure you were careful to look on every page of the books you searched? Yeah, I was plenty careful. Well, it's bound to be in this one. We'll look until... Hey, Reach and don't move. Hey, look, a mask. He's after the map. I'll show him. No! Oh. Weaver, we have trailed you from the Texas border. Oh. We found the prospector you killed near Tucson. You were wanted for stage robbery. Now you're wanted for murder. How come a masked hombre was trailing you, Slick? I don't believe him. He's after the map. Those are the two hombres who stole my books with the map hidden in one of them. See, Slick? They do know about the map. Ah, shut the up. The prospector whose letter you took lived long enough to tell about it. The sheriff of Tucson and his men are searching the hills near there for you. Otto and I decided to continue working alone. Managed to keep on your trail. We, we better search him for the map. The map must be in this book, but you'll never get it. Hey, look out! Oh, he threw it out the window. Too bad, Jed. The map's in that book. It's now at the bottom of the river. No, doggone it. After all we went through. Jed, in a moment of frustration and anger, threw his newly purchased hat to the floor. Yeah. Here, paper falls out of hat. Oh, that. I used it to make the hat fit me. Bought the hat at the auction. It was a mite too big. Oh, wait, Toto. Let me see that band of paper. Keep these men covered. Here, paper. I noticed something. Hmm. Jed, where'd you get this paper? Well, it was sticking out of one of the books, so I used it. Look here. This is a map. A, a map? A map showing the location of the lost mine. The map? Jumping Jehoshaphat. After all our trouble, I had it with me all the time. Of all the doggone luck. We'll take Weaver and his pal to jail in Mineville, Jed. Then you locate the lost mine and register your claim. Later at Mineville, Slick and Jake were jailed. The following morning, with the help of the Lone Ranger and Tonto, Jed located the lost mine and then returned to town and registered his claim. That afternoon in the cafe, Jed was telling the news to the crowd. <laughs> yep, if it hadn't been for that masked man, I'd have gone around wearing that hat till it wore out. Without knowing I had a fortune in it. <laughs> hey, who was the masked man? Yeah. How come he was trailing Weaver? <laughs> That's what Slick Weaver wanted to know. <laughs> you should have seen the look on his face when he found out he'd been trailed by the one hombre he could never hope to get away from. The Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, and directed by Fred Flowerday. Tonight's drama was written by Dan Beatty and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of The Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.